Hello everybody and welcome to History Revisited with James Lamont, where we look at historical events and figures from the perspective of the Catholic Church. Today we're going to be looking at the Vietnam War. I would like to add a disclaimer before I go any further. That is that I understand that this may be a, a charged topic. This is the most recent topic I've done. Um, ever, and I understand that a lot of my listeners may have had, may have been there, may have had some experience. Maybe someone's a Vietnam War veteran, or someone who protested against the war, or knew someone who was in some way connected with the war. So I understand that this is a controversial uh, topic, and that many of you may have actually been there. And I admit that I was not there. I'm just looking back 50 years later. Uh, looking at what we have, what records we have today, and then holding that, uh, holding that up to the Catholic Church. So, um, the basic, the basic story is North and South Vietnam split up. They had there had just been Vietnam, which gained its independence from France. And in a war of independence after World War II, they uh, fought France and became their own country. So they became independent, and they split up into two countries, uh, North and South Vietnam, because they had different ideas about what they wanted to be after the war. North Vietnam uh, became a communist country. South Vietnam became a democratic republic that embraced capitalism. So you have these two countries splitting up in the 1950s. There is kind of a um, a general agreement that they'll eventually join back into one country, but that's not going to happen anytime soon because they have extremely different ideas about how to run the new their new uh, nations. So in the mid to late 1950s, North Vietnam starts uh, stirring up rebellions in South Vietnam. Uh, this mil this militia group called the Viet Cong, which were South Vietnamese communists supported by the North Vietnamese army. Uh, they These Viet Cong start popping up, start uh, attacking villages and uh, South Vietnamese military bases and things like that. So they're starting, they're starting uprisings. Um... And this communist presence in South Vietnam starts to grow. Uh, the U.S. immediately sees this and just uh, and starts helping out South Vietnam. Uh, then there is a big, large. Uh, there was more and more confrontation, and a war started. And uh, it was a very controversial war. Many people in the U.S. were against it, thought we shouldn't be over there. Uh, we saw it as, the U.S. government saw it as stopping the advance of communism. We ended up pulling out in 1973 due to lack of support. And uh, North Vietnam took over South Vietnam in 1975. Now, uh, what's the general understanding of this war? The general understanding is that America should never have gotten involved for there are a variety of different reasons people have pointed out. Some say, you know, oh, we don't need to worry about foreign countries' business, or the communists may have actually been right in that particular scenario, or 
that was a war we couldn't win anyway. There are a, bu a bunch of different reasons people will uh, people will claim that we shouldn't have gotten and in gotten involved in that war. But the general agreement is, regardless what the reason was, we shouldn't have gotten involved. And basically, we were asking for getting whipped, and that's why we, uh, and that's why we had to pull out. So let's go into the uh, backstory. As I've already said, Vietnam, after fighting a war against uh, France in the early 1950s and winning independence, they split into two countries, the northern communist one and the south, and the southern uh, democratic one. It should be noted by us that the North Vietnamese government was very anti-Catholic, and many Catholics fled from North Vietnam to South Vietnam, which was much more pro-Catholic. Uh, this had to do in part with the fact that communism is pretty much always an anti-Catholic ideology. It's usually very anti-Catholic, and uh, it's usually anti-religion as well. So, in North Vietnam, there were several uh, major re reasons for tension with South Viet South Vietnam before the war even started. North Vietnam started a land redistribution camp program, which was part of their communist ideology, seizing land from those who had too much of it and making it more uh, more of an equitable share of land, so that everyone has the same amount. And they really started killing those who uh, didn't comply with it. So it is estimated that in many villages, one out of every 160 people was executed by the North Vietnamese government for not uh, going along with programs like that made to redistribute everything. So we had seen uh, South Vietnam, the U.S., uh, free countries in the area like Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea had seen this and known that North Vietnam was a very much kind of a totalitarian communist country that's bad. And when North Vietnam starts stirring up communist guerrillas, the Viet Cong in South Vietnam, the U.S. says, okay, we need to help South Vietnam out. So they start sending military advisors. And uh, we ramped up more and more support as time went on, and communist fighters not only Viet Cong, but some of the North Vietnamese army uh, became more and more of a problem. We ramped up more and more support. I should mention here that this is the Cold War. In the Cold War, basically the whole world revolved around America and the Soviet Union, which is now Russia. America represented, uh, it was kind of like the, the leader of the countries that believed in democracy, freedom, republicanism, capitalism things like that. Basically, the free world. The Soviet Union was the leader of countries that believed in communism, totalitarianism, that sort of thing. There were some exceptions here and there, but generally, U.S. means free world, dem democratic republic, capitalist, Soviet Union means communist, totalitarian, that sort of thing. Uh, and most countries line up somewhere on either one side or the other. So, uh, and the struggle was seen as a global struggle. Eventually, one had to win out. And 
it was seen whenever one country or whenever one ideology wins in a certain country, that means that ideology is now winning this Cold War, which is what they called this conflict between these two competing principles. And it was also viewed, because both sides wanted to spread their ideology as far as they could, if, say, communism took over one country, it would quickly try to spread it to the other countries around it as well. So this was called the domino effect. If one country falls to communism, then the country next to it will fall to communism, and from there on, it'll spread throughout the region and possibly from there to the world, definitely, definitely at least increasing the risk of it spreading throughout the world. So the U.S. had a lot of interest in stopping communism from taking over South Vietnam. Now, prior to 1964, we weren't sending any soldiers over there. We were sending combat advisors, uh, basically people helping out, helping train the South Vietnamese ar army, helping uh, the South Vietn Vietnamese to basically figure out how to fight these communists. But in 1964, there was an event called the Gulf of Tonkin Incident. Alleged, allegedly, the North Vietnamese torpedoed a U.S. ship in, that, in the Gulf of Tonkin, which is in, uh, around Vietnam. So that started direct involvement. That was a direct attack. So Lyndon B. Johnson, who's president at the time, began sending soldiers over to Vietnam. And that was his justification for it. Oh, well, the North Vietnamese attacked us, so they basically declared war on us, so now we can go to fight. But in 2005, and for those of you who don't know, the war ended in 1975, so way, way after the fact. And documents were declassified, revealing that the Gulf of Tonkin incident never actually happened, and that the Johnson administration was kind of just made it up to get on to as an excuse to start the war. So the U.S. started sending troops, and uh, we quickly learned that we were not really prepared for this kind of uh, battle, as of all, or these, this kind of fighting. As I've already mentioned, we have this big Cold War conflict, and the U.S. Army has been preparing for a Soviet invasion in Europe. That was their whole, that's what they thought the big confrontation with communism was going to be. They thought, uh, Russia and the so the Soviet Union and its European satellite countries like Poland and Czechoslovakia and those areas would uh, start pushing west and try to invade uh, the free part of Germany, invade Switzerland, Italy, France, those areas. And we thought we were going to be fighting a big organized army like that in a World War in World War Two style fighting. But that's not what was going on here in Vietnam. We were fighting guerrillas, the Viet Cong, in the jungle. Totally different kind of fighting than fighting a regular army of a big country like the Soviet Union. So we really weren't prepared for it. Um, and casualties started racking up pretty high. I should mention they were racking up a lot higher for the communists than they were for us. We killed 20 communist soldiers, the U.S. did, for every, uh, according to some estimates, we killed 20 communist soldiers for every U.S. soldier that was killed. So we were much better than them at fighting. But 
uh, a lot of people had questioned why we were even going over to war in Vietnam, which was a place a lot of people didn't even know about. A lot of people were questioning why we were there from that from the beginning of the war. So the fact that a lot of our guys were starting to die concerned a lot of people, and that built up negative press. Uh, also in this time, in the 1960s, this was kind of bad timing for us, but uh, the hippie movement was growing. The hippie movement, and I might cover this more in a future episode, was a group of people who generally lived kind of a communal lifestyle. Um, they and uh, they were extreme pacifists. They didn't think war was good. Uh, they didn't think we should be fighting anywhere. And oftentimes they saw communism as the better alternative to capitalism. So they were sometimes not only against us fighting uh, wars against communism in other countries, but sometimes they actually wanted America to become communist. So uh, this group was growing more popular at that time. So they uh, were major vocal opponents of the war in Vietnam. And a lot of regular people, too, who weren't hippies were just like, man, this is some country way off who knows where in the Pacific, Asia. Why are we even over there? And um, what, but the U.S. government kept on saying, oh, well, the war is not going to go on that this much longer. We're almost there. We're going to beat these uh, Viet Cong, even though the war has still had a, there's still plenty of fighting to be done. We were definitely not, uh, at this time in the 60s, we were not necessarily winning the war. And if we were, we were not about to be done with it. Um, and then came the Tet Offensive, which is when a ton of uh, communist soldiers did like massive attacks on a lot of U.S. bases. And the event was heavily publicized. There was a lot of uh, recordings of it, like on television. And that was a major uh, loss or a blow to American morale. Uh, the public saw this and was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. The government just said the war was almost over, and it turns out these huge groups of Viet Cong just attacked almost all our bases. But it did turn out that the Tet Offensive was actually a victory for the U.S. We, uh, we drove them all back. They, the Viet Cong suffered heavy casualties, much higher than what we did in that whole event. And uh, it was actually a major loss of forces for the Viet Cong. So it was really more, tactically speaking, it was more of a victory for us. The Viet Cong didn't really gain any ground. They lost a ton of people, way more than uh, what we lost. But there's already this American psych going on where they're like, oh, this, these people, these Viet Cong are never going to stop fighting. We're never going to win. And this huge, bold attack by them strengthened that view of that whole uh, that whole event. So with all this negative press and people getting more and more tired of the cold of the Vietnam War, people start uh, turning against the Vietnam War and they really are beginning to distrust what the government has been saying because the government's been telling them all around, oh, the end's right around the corner, the end's right around the corner, we're about to win it, 
and this Tet Offensive really revealed that that wasn't the case. So, even though it was a tactical victory for us, the publicity kind of showed, no, these aren't a bunch of people who were about to defeat. This is still very much a huge war still going on. And people were just fed up with it enough, and eventually, especially, it really started happening when uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was voted out of office and Richard M. Nixon came in. Nixon led the pullout from Vietnam, and we started pulling soldiers out of that country, and we completed the pullout in 1973. We got all the U.S. soldiers out of there, and without us, the South Vietnamese government couldn't sustain itself, and it fell to the communists in 1975. So what does the Catholic Church have to say about this? Uh, the fundamental question, there are really several questions we could ask about the Vietnam War. The question I'm getting at is, should America have gotten involved? Should we have sent uh, soldiers? I don't think the issue of South Vietnam participating in the war is an issue, and I'll get into why in a second. According to the Catholic just war theory, fighting a war to defend one's, to defend a country's sovereignty is an acceptable reason to fight a war. So for South Vietnam, well, the reason they're fighting is to defend their own sovereignty. That's a war of self-defense. That's in with the Catholic Church, Catholic Church teaching. America's intervention in the war was... What it was, was helping a country self-defense, right? It was helping South Vietnam defend itself from North Vietnam. So the idea of America coming in to help this other country that's being invaded by another country um, is, from everything I can understand with church teaching about war, that was justified. America is a very powerful country. South Vietnam's not very powerful. It's less powerful than North Vietnam. So if North Vietnam is invading South Vietnam, South Vietnam can't fight the war by themselves. Us helping them out to defend them is very much within church teaching on war. Also, as I've mentioned in the Joseph McCarthy episode, communism is very much a bad thing in Catholic theology and philosophy and moral teachings. A lot of this stems from Pope Leo XIII's papal bull Rerum Novarum in 1891, which I discussed some in the Joseph McCarthy episode, but uh, to get into the fundamental nature of why communism is bad in Catholicism is that uh, in Catholicism we recognize the right to own private property. We believe it's essential to humanity's well-being that a person can have for him or herself a share in God's in God's creation, all that God has made. So. We believe that it's very good for people to have their own shares of God's creation. And uh, the individual has rights to property. In communism, there's no individual right to property. Property is held by the government or the community and as a whole. And in Catholicism, we see this as a wrongdoing against the individual, the human person who ought to, on his or her own, be able to have a share of creation. So, the communist view that everyone holds the property in common doesn't really uh, line up well with what Catholicism says about the distribution of property.
also communism from the start has been a uh, very anti-catholic and anti-established religions like Catholicism, like say the Orthodox Church. Um, so they don't they don't like part of the reason for that is because communism believes the primary uh, loyalty everyone should have is to the community or the state. They don't want loyalty to anything divine. So communism is almost always an anti-Catholic, anti-religious in general uh, ideology. So we've got this malevolent, communist, anti-Catholic country invading another sovereign nation. According to Catholic teaching, that's totally a reasonable um, motive for starting a war with that invading country. Uh, seeing that we have a nation with a very bad ideology trying to take over and destroy the much better ideology of a different country, that is something we can fight for. And there really wasn't anything to be ashamed of for Americans here. We're helping another country fight against a very bad ideology that's invading it. Uh, in fact, shame was probably the motivating factor behind the only wrongdoings, or the main wrongdoings, I find, that the U.S. government did during that war. Um, for example, we didn't need to lie to justify our involvement in that war. Remember how I said the Gulf of Tonkin incident was faked? So, we have a war that we that is morally justified, but to justify it to the American people, we have to make up an incident of the communists attacking us, even though that didn't happen. That doesn't, that's not right. In Catholicism, you are not supposed to tell a lie. That goes back to the Eighth Commandment in the book of Exodus in the Bible. Thou shalt not commit false, uh, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And, uh, the U.S. government here is lying to its people by saying these communists attacked one of our boats, even though it didn't happen. But the communist, or Lyndon B. Johnson's administration felt that it was necessary to make that up to justify the war. That's not true. The going to war without them attacking our ships is still justified because these communists are attacking another sovereign country. So, the U.S. government, in my opinion, was much too secretive about the whole war effort. Also, as the war was going on, they were justifying their continued presence there by saying, oh, the war's about to be over, we're about to win it, even when that wasn't the case. I think the government should have just come out and been honest with the American people, said, uh, you know, this war's going to go on for a while. These communists aren't about to die, but the cause we are fighting for is just, because it was just. The idea of defending a country from the expansion of this horrible, atheistic, totalitarian worldview is very much a Catholic reason to fight a war, right? That's something that, according to Catholic morality, we ought to do. So this whole idea of we got to be hush-hush, oh, it's fine for us to stay here because we're almost done, even though we're not almost done. It's just wrong. Um, the government should have just been more straightforward with the American people. 
explain to them the situation, and there might have been a lot less bad press then if they framed it more of as a moral crusade and not something that we're here because we might as well and it's almost done anyway. So the government didn't handle the public relations there in the way that they should have. Uh, after the war, after we pulled out, because finally the Amer uh, the government just decided they're not going to try to justify the war anymore, and they pull the American soldiers out. After the war, we saw how bad the North Vietnamese government was. Hundreds of thousands of South Vietnamese were killed, uh, civilians were killed uh, during and after the war. Many were put into concentration camps. They, these were called re-education camps by the North Vietnamese government, supposedly going to help the uh, South Vietnamese people kind of uh, accept communism and become assimilated into it. But really what it does was it, what it did was it was constant indoctrination telling these people, oh, you were evil, you, uh, you fought the great cause of communism, you fought against it, and uh, you're evil, and basically that was the whole story of what they were telling these people. They also, in these camps, they made them do horrid labor in horrid conditions. These were basically uh, Nazi concentration camps, except for except North Vietnamese communist con, uh, concentration camps. Anyone who opposed the government could be sent to them. Uh, bad food, bad conditions, very little food, confined spaces. Their prisoners were regularly beat and sometimes even killed. Life was so miserable and dangerous under this communist government that many Vietnamese people would board simple wooden boats, sometimes homemade, and try to escape to freedom by sea. Many died on that journey, and because especially because it was a long, long way to any free countries. So that uh, and these people were called uh, kind of informally as the boat people, the Vietnamese people who get on boats and try to escape communism. That shows how uh, desperate these people were, and uh, by extension, how desperate their situation was, how bad the living under communism was, that they would want to get on very uh, low-quality boats and get out into open ocean to try to escape to freedom. And that shows how uh, how desperate they were and how bad communism was. Um, that's, uh, that's all I have to say about that. I think that, uh, we should have, I think our, the main takeaway is that there was nothing to be ashamed about for the U.S. in fighting the Vietnam War. We should have been more actively fighting it. We should have, uh, not tried to keep it all hush-hush. The government shouldn't have been making up reasons to start the war based off a attacks in the Gulf of Tonkin that never happened. The government should have been telling everyone, oh, we're almost there and we'll finish this war real fast. No, they should have been honest about it, but explained the moral nature of the war and why it was right, because we're helping defend these people against communist aggression. Now, as a side note, because this also got a lot of publicity at the time, some members of the U.S. military did commit atrocities during the war. It is estimated that U.S. soldiers killed over 4,000 Vietnamese civilians during the war, possibly as high as 10,000. 
Um, I'm not saying that this is a reflection on the actions of the majority of the U.S. soldiers, but uh, it is important to note that some U.S. soldiers did do this. Uh, while this is a very small number compared to the 131,000 or more, sometimes said to be as high as about 300,000 civilians killed by the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong, this doesn't make our, uh, our, the atrocities we committed excusable. I'm not trying to defend all American actions during the war. I'm not trying to defend uh, the American killings of uh, Vietnamese civilians. What I'm trying to say is that the cause of the war itself was just, I think, I think the narrative that uh, we should never have gotten involved in Vietnam is just wrong. I think we were there for good reason, and I think we should have stayed there and fought that war until we won it. Um, and that's what I think we have to say when we revisit history. Um, also, I have a message I would like to tell everybody here. I'm, I am trying to grow this podcast, so however you're listening on Spotify or on Anchor, however it is, if you can share it on that platform or like it or whatever you can do for it, then please do that because uh, I'm trying to grow this pro- podcast and I'm using all the options I can to do that. So please like or share this podcast. Thank you all. I hope you all have a good day and hope to see you again soon on History Revisited.